following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's Talk But No Politics Okay proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constant Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. And before we get into today's episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Sony introduces the art of watching television. Sony Betamax lets you record and see what you want, when you want, to summon into your home a world of wonder. And a remarkable feature called Betascan lets you scan forward and reverse to quickly find any single image. Betamax transforms the act of watching television into the art of watching television. Your show is about to begin. Sony, the one and only. All right. So it is a movie review. Definitely big shuffle of oh yeah the the shows going on. Normally, end of the month is video games, then movie review. But we've moved both up to the next week. Matt and I did video games last week, and now we got Marley back with Jack. Hello. Oh, yeah. Marley had a contract dispute with the show. We worked it out, and she's back from last month. Yeah, you're actually paying her. That's some bull crap. <laughs> you got to pull the strings, Jack. You got to pull the yeah, strings. Gotta go I did. I'm an OG. <laughs> That's your problem. I was, talking to, I was talking to Matt about that on Two Point. I'm an OG. Yeah, it's on the Two Point, it's me and you are the only ones left for the original crew. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the heck? Time to start making that money. I know, and Ed got cooked. Well, no, I got. I'm not gonna lie. When I was there in September, I did get Amy and Co., which was a pretty awesome payment. So, I've heard it's delicious. I have not tried yet. Matt's uh, wife has a little coffee and bakery oh. shop. Oh, yum! She, she made some like Butterfinger muffin, and it was absolutely amazing. Old. That sounds great. Actually. Oh yeah! Oh my god, that does. <laughs> the a breakfast sandwich was absolutely amazing. He like bought me a whole bag and I was like, do you want any of this? And if I was a very, very selfish person, I would have eaten that whole bag of goodies, but I only tried the breakfast sandwich and one of the muffins. Nice. And I was like, oh, here, you can, you can have that. <laughs> but it was really hard. That's how good it was. And Matt is a very good friend of mine. And I did not want to give up that last piece of goodie in that bag to him. Right. <laughs> Understandable. I felt like going, you could get it anytime. Your wife owns the place. True. <laughs> that's true that's true you know let's uh while i'm at it they are not a sponsor but i still want to plug them uh since we are talking about them that is amy and co cafe and they are located at 6926 buffalo avenue niagara falls new york so if you're in the western new york area please go check them out and they are open, I think, only Tuesday through Saturday. But please go check them out. A lot of stuff gets sold out early. I do follow them on Facebook, so please go follow them on Facebook. Since we're talking about them, I felt like right, it. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do it. That's All fine. Right. That's understandable. 
I think I'm going to go ahead there after yep. this and grab some muffins. Might not be a bad call. Yes. We're on a Bond Lake. It's close. Oh, yeah. We have to go. Yeah. It's, this whole ooh. podcast is about Amy's it's, muffins. Yep. <laughs> Scoop planes, trains, and all the wheels. No Amy's movie. Muffins. Just Amy's well, muffins. How do you get to Amy and Co? You, you, you're not going to take a plane. You're not going to take not a gonna, train. No, but you're going to probably need an automobile. True. So there you go. There's our tie-in. So there that, it is. <laughs> that is that is the movie that we were talking about this month. Uh, hilarious. I felt hilarious. Thanksgiving Day movie uh, starring Steve Martin, always amazing, and the late, great John Candy. It is also a John Hughes film, which you see the name John Hughes on a film, you know it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, but before we get into talking about it, let's hear from the trailer. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. Ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Plane, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. All right. Great so, trailer. Yes. Absolutely stunning. Stunning. <laughs> so, I mean, pretty much the premise is, is Neil Page, played by Steve Martin, is trying to get home for Thanksgiving, and he runs into... Del Griffin, played by John Candy, and they kind of go on a hilarious type trip from New York all the way to Chicago, but land in many different places. Chicago. I love Chicago. 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 <laughs> home of the Bears. The Bears. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. So this isn't football related or cool. Yeah. <laughs> they do talk about the Bears, but we'll get to that point. They do. They later on. So Marley, what were your kind of first impressions of this movie when Jack came home and was like, We're watching planes, trains, and automobiles? Um, well, I had never seen the movie before, so you know you know me, I'm willing to watch anything once. Once we started the actual movie and I saw um the guy that plays Neil Martin. Thank you. I always think of Cheaper by the Dozen, like no matter what he's in, like I just picture that um so i was really excited to see him in that movie and you know the first kind of couple minutes into the movie like i want to say the first 30 minutes i was already invested like i didn't want to pause it like nothing it was hilarious was it the kevin, was it the kevin bacon cameo that got you did you not notice kevin bacon no, no. when he's what going scene is he in? he's in like one of the very first parts of the movie when he's trying to get the cab oh my gosh that's so funny i completely he, missed that He's the first guy that he races. Yeah. The Oh, my God. I didn't even, like, put two and two together. I was more, like, concerned with, like, the running in New York City. Like, 
Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> Kevin F and Bacon. I didn't Kevin see it either. Bacon. Nobody, picked Kevin Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Nobody picked up on Kevin Bacon? Nah. That's crazy. That's also like when we were first settling into the movie too. So I remember the race, but like I don't remember picturing the guy that he's like racing. It wasn't the guy he paid off for the cab, right? No, 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 no. I know. I was like, that's there's no way that's Kevin Bacon. But the first original, yeah, 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 I got that. Because he's racing him and then the guy, yeah, now I get it. Because then yep. the one guy... He finally got a new cab and the new guy like went to go take it. He's like, I need this cab. <laughs> yeah, it, would have, it would have been the cab that uh, Dell took. Yes. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's the one that he paid for. Yeah, that's the, the one very, he paid for. So he paid the guy the, off, but Dell took yeah, it. The very Kevin Bacon cab. took the first cab. Yeah, Kevin Bacon took the first cab. Because he tripped over the trunk that'll play many parts in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Big ass trunk, Jesus. That we never know what's inside. Well, Can I also just say I loved all the foreshadowing? Yes. It's fantastic. So, Jack? Yes. First impression. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, right up front. You know, 15 minutes in, I was invested. I liked the scene where the dude was like, hey, I need this cab. He goes, all right. He's like, I'll give you 20 bucks. He goes, 50. He goes, 50 bucks for a cab. And he goes, surely anybody willing to pay 50 will pay 75. And he's like, you're a criminal. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, I'm an attorney. Like, oh, and it's like the same thing. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely invested in this movie real quick. So I actually first time seeing this just a couple of years ago, which I'm actually shocked this didn't come. I didn't watch this as a kid. I mean, it's 1987. It came out. I had plenty of years to watch this. Plus, like I said, John Candy. John Candy to a kid growing up in the 80s. His movies were, how do I compare them? Because uh, like a Chris Farley movie in the 90s. Fair. You just... You knew it probably wouldn't be the best movie, but you knew that you were going to get laughs. But a lot of John Candy's movies are absolutely pretty damn good, amazing. So that, and then I watched it and I was like, this is awesome. And I also love Steve Martin because one of my favorite movies, if you've never seen it, is The Jerk starring Steve Martin. I have not. Oh, I have not seen that either. <laughs> he plays this just dim witted guy. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody if something like it explodes. Like there was a sniper at him and he, this is the jerk. There was a sniper going at him and he was working at a mechanic shop and the sniper kept on hitting the oil cans. And like I said, he, Steve Martin just plays this dumb doofy guy and he's like, he's like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And he's like, uh oh. These cans, there's something wrong with these cans. They're just explosive. Not realizing <laughs> that there's this guy on the hill just shooting right at him. So that's where. Really a bad sniper. Jesus. That's funny. Sniper can't hit a freaking human, but he can't hit a can. Stupid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here we go again with Jack Logic on movies. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Jack I'm just saying, if you're a trained sniper, you should be able to hit that. Jack that's Logic like on movies is like. Stephen Hawking's universe thing, but then when Jack Logic <laughs> for football is yeah, right. is like some hell yeah, okay, the way that he comes up. Where I was just say five year old kid, where it just like spurts out like anything, or it reminds so it reminds me of my like my grandma would be like, I don't like that guy. Well, why don't you like that guy, grandma? Like when we would watch football, he just he just looks weird. Look at him. Look he at looked, his. Thumb. He looked at me funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's Jack Logic. But Jack Logic is like ultra super sensitive when it comes to movies. Oh yes, it is. Oh yeah. We should just like make a a giant trailer of little snippets from Jack and his logic. So you get what like part wise? 
Do you guys have like favorite parts? Hit it up, baby. I like the motel personally. The first one. Oh yeah, that was pretty. Where they're like, <laughs> the they both walk in and they just look. There's just one bed. It's like, do you want to take a shower? No. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I meant, do you want to go first? This is the boss. Like, did you catch the Bears game last night? <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's a good part. Um, I don't know. I like the whole movie. It did, I don't know. I like when Dill. Oh, nice. I like when Dill gets pulled over too. Like, oh what? yeah, that's pretty. What seems to be the issue, officer? You know how fast you're going? No, my speedometer's melted. Because everything's <laughs> melted. Except for the radio. The radio works crystal clear. <laughs> so, but I think that was the best part. Obviously, I was like, I can't legally let you drive this car. He goes, well, why not? I liked it when they were talking in the car. He was like, you ever been to Hawaii? And he's like, yeah. He's like, did you see Don Ho? And he's like, yeah, you should see the, uh, you should see the second show. It's the best. as just freezing because the car is caught on fire. Yeah. I would have stood a little closer to the car, you know, make sure I'm warm at least. I also like that he went backwards on a one way or yeah. on the highway. And like, he's like, ah, no. And like the guy on the other car is trying to tell him. It's like, nah, he's just drinking. But like not noticing that he's going the same way as another guy on a highway. So one of them at least has to be going the wrong way. <laughs> I love it when he does the drinking thing to him. He's yeah, like, yeah okay, that was buddy. So funny. <laughs> okay, buddy, you've been drinking. Cool. This is the best. I like how they skip right between the two trucks. Mm-hmm. But like neither truck even tried to move. Like they're like ass Yeah, and then they just kept driving after they hit the their car. Trying to get they're like ah, screw it. Trying to get home. I love it when he's looking at the car and they just got scraped. Both side mirrors broken off. And we can, I can buff that out. That's yeah, not bad. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to come right out. I don't <laughs> think there's going to be a problem. <laughs> They're just going to buff it right out. Or the part where after um, the second hotel room that they get, he's like, all right, reverse. And he drills room number five <laughs> or whatever. And he goes, let's go. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> you so, can well, they're like buddies at that point. Yeah. I like but that. In the beginning, you're like you said, the first hotel scene with the argument. Do you think like Steve Martin's character was just way out of line or do you think Dell was kind of... I think it could have been approached differently. That 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 was a little much. I think it was definitely both. Like, Dell, like, you are making all sorts of noises. First of all, you said you are bushed, which I thought was funny. When Steve Martin was like, I'm tired, I'm just gonna go to bed. And Dell's like, you know what? Yeah, me too, I'm bushed. But then he's up, he's reading a book with a lighter. He's making that... Uh, clearing his throat noise the whole time he's shifting around like you're not going to bed I like he says he's going to bed but he just leaves his eyes open like you're not trying to sleep right now i'd be you've pissed never, you've never seen anybody sleep with their eyes open no i had a friend that did it it's the freakiest thing in the world that's crazy sleepovers were absolutely almost like a nightmarish thing sometimes because you know uh-huh. you would stay up late <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'd look over and be like hey hey it's your turn to play the game and then he'd just be like, he'd racked, just be out, racked right out. He'd be bushed. Eyes. I'm <laughs> starting to say that. I'm starting to say that now. You're starting to say that? Oh yeah. After yesterday, anytime somebody's like, "Hey, how are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm bushed." They're like, "What?" Like, I'm tired. What? The other thing too is, how did you feel about when he was just straight taking off his shoes on the plane? Oh yeah, that was gross. And then the yeah. sock, and he was waving it in the air. Like, what was the point of that? But his dogs were barking. Like, I can understand taking your shoes off, but then he takes the sock off and, like, airs it out. And also, like, Steve Martin, I'm pretty sure at that point, it's already told him, like, hey, dude, like, I'm not big in conversation. It's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to get home. He's like, yeah, I understand. The, the one thing I hate more than anything yeah. is a guy that doesn't know how to shut his mouth and then just keeps going. <laughs> what do you call himself? Or he said chowderhead or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> 
some big chowder head that doesn't know when to shut his yapper. I love it too when he leans over to him when they're when they know that they're not going to land. And he oh, yeah. over to him, and he's like, "I bet you five dollars in my right nut we're not landed in Chicago." I love that. Scene. Goes back to that. That scene was weird to me though, too, because like one, the flight from New York City to Chicago is not that far. So like the fact that it was bright out and then it was nighttime was a little weird to me. And well, like the camera pans from the old lady, I think it was an old lady on C. Martin's shoulder to no, John Candy. Oh, either way, to saying. John Candy, who has his eyes closed and then opens them to say the money and the nuts, not Chicago. So that was funny. The plane scene too. see, I, I can pick up on <laughs> these things. All right. So the old guy that was leaning on Steve Martin and sleeping on him is the yep. same. He's from, he played in Home Alone. If you remember the part in Home Alone where the mother's trying to sell her stuff to the old lady and her husband's like, come on. And she's like, but she's trying to sell me the earrings. And she's like, she's got a whole shoe box of them dangling. Or she, she's got oh, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. dangly ones, a whole shoe box. Well, that's the old guy from Home Alone. Oh, okay. And, and isn't, is John Candy the guy that is like in the traveling band? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there was a little Home Alone connection on the airplane there. That's awesome. That is cool. Um. Oh, did you notice um, in the scene, like once they land in uh, Wichita mm-hmm. and they're, he's trying to get a hotel or whatever, and or no, before they try to get the hotel, because like it was right as they were canceling the flight, the guy with the really monotone voice that was, can't ben, remember his name. Ben Stein. Yeah. Okay. So when he's canceling Wait. the flight behind him, it says destination nowhere for flight 909. Oh, really? I never even noticed that. Yeah. If you go back and watch that scene while he's canceling the flight, the back wall, as they're switching it to like canceled, says destination nowhere. I'm glad you brought up the like the hotel like they're trying to he, he's on that phone for like welcome to wichita and trying to call yeah. to find a hotel room and then the way that they slide the you know the delayed and everything watching this movie i realized because you guys travel a lot you know going back right and everything else and i just recently traveled and i just noticed how much technology has <laughs> if you could i don't know how you would do this movie today because the technology has just changed everything. Like the minute yeah. he would have got off of his flight, he could have been like, oh, when they land in Wichita, he was like, oh, let me just try and change my ticket and see where I can go. The whole seating arrangement thing, when he had a first class ticket, but they gave him a coach seat assignment, that that was easily resolved nowadays because you just go. My wife travels way more than me, so she had to help me travel. I was still back and like, planes trains and automobiles where i thought you had to, yeah. go, had to go to the ticket counter and they were like print it out for you i mean you could still do that that's still yeah you can still like go to the kiosk but you have to like scan your barcode and then it prints your ticket but you yeah. could still go to the we've she, done that like actually go to the counter she makes me download the app she just goes download this this app and she did it i felt like i, was I mean it, it is very streamlined not just to go hey boop cool here's my yeah. bag piece like i my flight got delayed and then when I landed at not my destination, but my layover, I missed that flight to my actual destination. And then I just went on this app and I was like, oh, this flight. <laughs> they like gave me options, like which one yeah. would you pick? And I'm like, oh, I'll take this one. But in this movie, they actually got to like go through ticket counters. They got to do uh, call a hotel. You can't be like, okay. You can just Google the hotel. Yeah, yeah, because everybody has a phone now. You, you'd be like, Marley, yeah. if you're going to Florida, be like, Marley, call your mom. Tell her we're going to be a little bit 
Marley's like, I'm going to go call my mom and tell her I'm going to be a little bit late. Jack's like, okay, well, I'm going to find a hotel since we have to stay here now. And it's just so, like, technology is just completely streamlined. That's what I got out of it. (laughs) I was just saying, I was like, I mean, you're absolutely right, but knowing Marley's mom, if we, like, if we had, like, a random layover in, like, Atlanta, her mom would be like, all right, I'm I'm coming. It's only four hours away. She's right. (laughs) She'd be like, okay, I'll be there. on my way. I also, the Atlanta's airport, though. The cash thing, too, like, with the cab. Who carries that much cash anymore on them? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. Like, in the diner when... They realized they got robbed. And he's like, there was $700 in this wallet. I'm like, I wouldn't be caught dead carrying $700 in cash in my wallet. But then I had to think about it, too. I mean, you don't, I didn't realize it as a kid, but before the magic debit card, I'm oh, thinking, yeah. like, how the hell did my mom was... pay for groceries? And then I'm thinking, either I had to write a cash. check or she had a, or she, I do remember her going to the bank and filling out withdrawal slips because that's a oh, yeah. thing nowadays, too, going inside of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still go inside, I still the, go bank. inside the bank. <laughs> what are you I going inside the bank for? I uh, cash, cash checks, deposit money. Really? Yeah, kind of anything at yeah, this dude. point. I don't like you using don't... the ATM because Jack left my card in there once. And fact. Now I don't trust them. <laughs> but luckily, did you know that ATMs, when you leave your card in, it sucks it back up into the machine so no one can steal it? Oh, I didn't know that. At least some banks. Fun fact of the day. I don't know if they there all do it. it. I would hope they all do it. I feel like technology, you know. Yeah, I'm just like oh shoot, I have a card in here still. Here's your card. We're just looking. Nobody was behind us. Yeah, granted, if somebody was behind us, they probably would have honked him and like, hey, you left your card in this goddamn ATM, Jack. You no, idiot. Oh, I don't think they would have. We digress. Not, <laughs> not, not that. I mean, not that bank. That's correct. Not where that bank was. That was you know kind of downtownish. Not downtown. It was on Hurdle. It was like that's not like downtown. It was like the hood of Hurdle. Yeah, so not downtown. All right, downtown-ish. I said ish. There's an ish there. It's like 15 minutes from downtown. Anyway, planes, trains, and automobiles. But yeah. <laughs> so they got to land in Wichita, like we said, the hotel room. And then the other kind of funny part that it, it's funny, but I don't think you'd be able to get away with it too much today is when the hotel owner's son comes to pick him up and they got the big trunk. And he's yep. like, and he says right to the wife, he's like, get your lazy butt out here and help him yeah. with the truck. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we got it. We got it. He's like, no, she's tough. Her first child came out sideways. Sideways. <laughs> and she didn't even scream or nothing. Ew. <laughs> you are like, no, no, no. I like no. how she like steps out of the truck and she's like four foot two. Yeah. And she looks angry. Like, yeah. I could pick that trunk up. What you think? Because I'm well, you don't really? want me to do that for you. You don't want me to help. And then I like how they wrote in the back. I love that too. I love it when he's like, he's like, you can't, there ain't no train in which coming out of Wichita unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> the people train. I go to Stallville. The, yeah, people train. And I just love how the Del Griffin character just makes light of everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, so positive. And Steve Martin's like, how, uh, you know, how far is Stubbsville? And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, uh, 30, maybe 40, and maybe 50 miles away. From here. And they're just yeah. like, I like how they're like, I like how he's like, if they don't take the highway, like, they're eh, like 75. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. How everything's just so roll off the back with them throughout the this best. whole entire thing. Unless he, unless he does, he does get angry, but then they get on to, they they split up because they're getting on the train. The train, yeah, on the people train. Yep, yep. And then the train breaks down because that's where we get into the train part of the movie. Yeah. And then they end up meeting up again because they had to get separate seats. Which I don't understand why they kind of split up in the first place, but 
I think they did that on purpose. Like Neil Page decided that if they split up, like he could finally get away from this guy. Because I, I, f- I feel like that was like his main goal for like the most of the movie was to get away from this guy as well as go home. Wasn't that scene after um, after they're in the diner where Steve Martin does say we should split up? Or is that next the next scene? No, no that was the next scene because they this drunk and like walks right a mile or wherever and like helps him out and then they go to, then the, they go new to the diner. diner. Yeah. And oh then, yeah, because that's the scene where um yeah he's like I think I'm holding you his, back. Yeah. He's selling all of his ring curtains. Yeah. I love the ring curtains. Yeah. yeah. I love him selling the the shower the shower curtains as earrings. Oh, yeah. the best. To the like the younger girl, he's like they make you look older too. Like you could be eighteen, nineteen, which you can't say that nowadays. That's weird. Oh. And they just hand him over money. I love that. These are the Diane Sawyer uh, signature earring. Do you watch sixty Minutes? And then they just hand him mo- just every yeah. little thing. Like he knew exactly what to say to sell these shower curtain rings as earrings. He's a good salesman. Yeah, he was great. Shower curtain division. Del Griffin. Absolutely. Absolutely. But while he's selling them as earrings, jewelry division. I think that would be a great like Halloween costume is just to dress up as Del Griffin and get like buy a bunch of cheap uh shower curtain rings. Shower curtain rings and put them in like some little flip book, like an old wallet or something, and just go up to people like on Halloween and just start randomly talking to them. <laughs> Del Griffin. <laughs> And I forgot what the company's name was he worked for, but they'd be like, Del Griffin, so-and-so, shower curtain ring division, got some really good ones, best in the business right here. That'd be I great. Gotta, I gotta try that. I'll, I'll Del Griffin it next Halloween. You'll Del Griffin it? Absolutely. I would love to see it. I think another classic part that I really enjoyed was the car rental. They're, they just split up. Neil Page, Steve Martin goes to rent the car. There is no car there. So he has to walk across every little spot and i will clean it up for the show but he finally just (laughs) he just unloads like the f-bomb of f-bombs on this lady just oh yeah the poor i loved her response though she's like oh boy and then he's like oh boy what and then she just you're effed. Yeah. <laughs> <After he's laughs> and she flashes her smile. The best. I just okay. cross an effing highway on an effing this and effing that. And all oh, she was like, that was the only thing, too, with the rental agreement technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it right here. Yeah. Like I, I, I threw it away. I threw it away. Oh, well, what's your name? There you go. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> technology is great for things like that. Yes, Times have uh, changed. They have. They have changed. I I like in the second hotel room scene too. The the lock on the phone, on the rotary phone. Yeah, that was the best. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, there's like a little lock on it. It was funny. Yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't crank it all the way over. Oh, that's funny. And so he can't call nine one one. It's funny. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> that's what it's for. I'm. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what it might be for. I love how he tries to give him a Casio watch because. <laughs> he's like, I have two dollars and a Casio. Yes. <laughs> and he's talking to his wife, which you mentioned in like the foreshadowing to the end of the movie. I love yeah. that. Yes, sir. And then I love it when they're just traveling and all they do is when things calm down, especially in the hotel, they just laugh. Yeah, I so- loved that. Once they like you realize they're like actually getting along. And they just laugh. And I love how they're drinking the little liquor bottles and going, they're going, have you uh, taken a tour of Italy yet? Uh, 
<laughs> no, no. Is there any tequila in there? And they're just down in these little... Yeah, bottles. taking a trip to Mexico, I see. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> that was the funny part because John Candy was in Cool Running. Oh, beautiful. And I, yeah. I didn't realize when he started doing the Jamaican accent, I was like, oh my goodness. And little does he know, like three to four years later, he's going to be in a movie about a Jamaican bobsled team. Or maybe oh, that's so funny. Maybe he did know it. He was foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Lots of foreshadowing in that movie. Maybe Del Griffin is that guy. Maybe. There's a there's a theory. Maybe Del Griffin is that guy. And that's why he ends up moving to Jamaica afterwards. Yeah, Del, after Del the Griffin's Thanksgiving, the he's like, thanks so much. And then Del Griffin's a cover up. Del Griffin's the cover-up because of the cheating scandal at the Olympics. Why not change your whole entire identity, become right. a shower ring salesman, and just travel across the country? Look True. At that. True. Ooh, we figured. <laughs> figured <laughs> we cracked your code. Del Griffin, you're not such a nice guy. You cheated during the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a bastard. But I think that's where we get into the sad part. They finally get back to Chicago. And on the blue line. On the blue line. We literally stood it. right where they stood. Dude, were you? That's so awesome. Yeah. It was great. I would like. I went. Oh, look where they are. They were on LaSalle and Van Buren. Yeah. We took that's that. Cool. We took that one a lot. Yeah, a couple times. That's so awesome. Because I, I want to go to the Dallas City Hall, and my wife's like, "Why do you want to go to Dallas City Hall?" And I, and I was like, "Well, that's where RoboCop was filmed." And right calls me a dork and walks away got a lot of negativity from my wife but i do but that's so cool that you actually got to go to an actual actual spot and you didn't even know it until now yeah but like the craziest thing is it looks exactly the same does it yeah Yeah. minus like the one ad that's behind them underneath the actual blue line sign it looks exactly the same that is so awesome it was like a crazy flashback like it was cool it was really cool yeah You guys did the Del Griffin, Neil Page trip around Chicago. Didn't even realize. You sure did. Minus all the breaking down. and Yeah. 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 We didn't have any of that. My car made it there and back. One piece. (laughs) Thank goodness. Right. This is where the movie kind of turns into, I think, a little bit of a sad, bittersweet part. When you mentioned the foreshadowing, if you want to take over this part, you can... not like i haven't been talking this entire podcast Ah. the spotlight is on me yeah okay Okay, earn that money from that new contract yeah what the heck my um i came out of retirement my month-long retirement maybe two i missed two podcasts. it was a lockout like it It was a strike you were on strike yeah i was on strike on strike (laughs) but anyway the foreshadowing there was a lot of it in this movie um sticking towards like what i think we're going for and Mm -hmm. Um, when he like, you know, brings out the picture originally in the first hotel room of his wife and he's just like smiling at it. You can tell like it's a sad smile. And then he's talking during the argument that they have in the first hotel. And he's like, I like me. My wife likes me. And like, it just, you know, gets sad after that. So that's like kind of foreshadowing that like something is up. And then when they're in the diner and he's agreeing with Neil about like, oh, he's like, I haven't been home in years. And then Neil kind of just like tilts his head. He's like, what do you like? What? Like, what do you mean you haven't been home in years? And then when they're drunk in the hotel, like doing the little mini bottles and um, Neil says, well, you're lucky that you have like someone that loves you and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of just, you know, sighs, but he's smiling. He says to the wives, 
And then funny enough, when uh, Neil's on the blue line back, like home, um, he like thinks about it. And literally that montage, like in that order, he, he like finally gets it. And then he goes back. He explains that his wife has been dead for eight years. That was spoiler alert. Sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was the, that was the kicker. The first time that I saw it, I just thought it was some lovable buddy comedy. And then I see that. But he went back for him. Like Yeah, he did. Little, I liked that. Like a little rom com. Like he knew what he he knew what he had to do. Yeah, he was like, I, I gotta go to this guy. And like he went back and like sat with him. He's like, What are you doing here? Why aren't you going home? You said you were going home. He's like, I don't have a home. I called it. I was like, he's homeless. I don't think he's homeless per se. Right. But he just, like, in my opinion, like, I didn't think he wanted to go home because he lost his wife. And that's like a life he built with his wife. And now he's sad and doesn't want to go and continue on with that. It's easy not to, like, just go home because what do you got to go home to? Memories. Yeah. And then his whole life is probably in that trunk. So that's probably why he carries it everywhere. Yeah. That makes sense. And then he goes and he, but he does have Thanksgiving with Neil and his family. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. Did and then you... it just ends with his giant smile. <laughs> yes. It was weird. I don't know why, but it just seemed kind of awkward in a way. The way that, that he was there. <laughs> not, not so much that he was there, because I think I might have done the same thing after after a whole situation like that. I would have, for sure. The way that the wife came downstairs, it was like, hello, Mr. Griffin. And she kind of gave him some like slanty smile. Yeah. And then, like it was a giant setup and he was meant to meet him. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Okay. I had that feeling. Nobody else. Because he was <laughs> Because I was like, how does one, how does she know his name? Right. Last name, especially. And last name. And then she had that face. Well, doesn't he say it to her? Say what? Doesn't he? No, because he introduces it, him to the whole family. Yeah. And then she comes downstairs from like a completely different part of the house. And then. Unless she like heard him. Which is possible, but like yeah. it didn't seem like, yeah, I don't know. It was a setup. You really think it was a setup? I, uh, you know, okay. So theory number two, okay. Okay. Um, so they're obviously polar opposites. Um, John Candy, Del, and Steve Martin. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Candy's character is like very family man, even though his wife is, you know, deceased, and he's very like, you know, um positive about things and he's like he says in the beginning oh um like your work love your wife yeah and how the wife is like clearly very upset that he lives in new york for work and blah 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 blah. and um neil page obviously not the actor's name because i can never remember cheaper brother dozen guy He is very like he does his work like in New York and he barely gets to see his family. And, like the little girl said it in her Thanksgiving Day pageant. She's like, I'm thankful my dad's coming home for Thanksgiving, blah, 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 blah. So in my mind, th- there's no way someone has that much bad luck. I think it just worked out that way. And like John Candy's character was just so excited that it was actually working out that way because he was like hired by the wife. Like, what's a guy like that doing in New York City? Selling, selling shower curtain rings. Yeah, yeah but now. like he didn't Come say on. anything about the shower curtain stuff until like the flight or whatever. But like he didn't even like look because when he gets into the first cab, he's like in like casual clothing. So not like a salesman-esque type thing for New York City. So like he wouldn't be taken seriously, in my opinion, in New York City dressed like that, selling shower curtain rings. 
I don't think he like sold shower curtain rings and like the nicest hotels. Well, yeah, fair. But also, if you're going to go to New York City just for the if he, if he was going for business, I think he would have put two and two together. Like he would have dressed a little nicer. Not the way he acts. So. He was wearing one glove. Can someone tell me why he was only wearing one Ooh. glove in like half the scenes? Steve Martin? No. No, John the other Candy. guy. <laughs> when he's driving, he's when only he's wearing driving, one glove. he's wearing one glove. And then when he gets to the house for Thanksgiving, he's wearing one glove. And maybe like there's Michael a Jackson. few a couple scenes where he's only wearing one glove. I don't know why that stuck out to me, but it did. Maybe he likes Michael Jackson. He was pretty popular. Oh yeah. In every one he's wearing one glove. Yeah. Like I'm looking at even for the movie poster, he's wearing one glove. Somebody made this drawing of him. He's wearing one glove, but he's hiding the other glove behind his hat. Like, I kind of want to Google, like, the significance of one glove. I'm I'm doing that right now. <laughs> you guys are so invested. It's well, the little things in movies. We pay attention. Yes. You're too busy about logic. Like, oh, that wouldn't happen in real life. Yeah. It wouldn't. <laughs> Have a heart, Jack. I do. I'm, I'm going to say it's that his wife made the gloves. And he can only wear one because with two, they're incomplete and it's just him left alive. Oh, oh my goodness. I like that. That was great. Jack, don't pay attention to little details. Jack, don't oh. care. It's for you guys. 15 moving facts about planes, trains, and automobiles. Wow, Jack. That's yep. That's deep. That's wow. That's deep. It is 9 a.m. That is deep. I'm glad. I'm glad. Did I'm you glad. know that? Oh, sorry to cut that off. That was oh, very heartwarming, right. Jack. Good job. Um, <laughs> it was actually, it was based on John Hughes' like actual hellish trip from New York to Chicago. Really? I, I didn't know that. I'm looking at 15 moving facts. Do they have, is that the same house they used in Home Alone? You know, I think so. I don't think, I don't think it was. It's, it's pretty like See. if it's not like they just changed the scene a little bit. Cause if you put like one of those stone angels out front and have a piece of guy like drive into it, it looks exactly the same. Because Home Alone house and the, and um, Neil Page's house. Yeah. Cause the way I, that I, Home Alone did it, anything inside of the house they built a house inside of a gym in a high school. So that's how they did that. So I'm wondering if it's the same shot. This is, it's about a three years difference between this. So maybe even four, because this probably was shot maybe in 86 into 87. And Home Alone was 1990. Right. So there could have been some cosmetic differences. And every, and pretty much every John Hughes film, if not everyone, is based in Chicago. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if you watch uh, Home Alone, Chicago, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm thinking he's from there, but John Hughes from like 1980, uh, I do believe RIP John Hughes is like the, what it is to, what George Lucas is to sci-fi, this guy is to like the teen type family movie of what he did from like the 80s until the early 90s. That's how amazing he is. That's fair. Everything in Chicago. Pretty Love much it. everything's in Chicago. Like he did National Lampoons. Oh, what a good Chica movie. <laughs> they're from Chicago. Other than probably Dennis the Menace, because that was not in Chicago, but he didn't, he produced that. But he's got tons. Uh, Curly Sue. Have you ever seen Curly Sue? Yes. Curly Sue. I have. Chicago. Let's check that out. So I think there's a lot of different connections between all the movies. That's pretty cool, actually. I didn't even like notice that. Oh, I did. Um, so I just Googled this. Yes. <laughs> um, it was on. Sorry, she's knocking stuff over. <laughs> In um, one of the scenes, uh, Neil's wife is watching another John Hughes movie. What she's movie? like. She's having the baby or something like that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so she's watching that. 
in that scene, like waiting up for him to get home. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a little cool little thing. There you go. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> well, we still, I, I like Jack's theory on the glove. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's what we're going to yeah. say that was. Heck yeah. I really like that one. So let's get into the end of the show. Unless you guys got anything else you wanted to point out about the movie. Mm, I'm no, good. I think I'm good. I think I said everything. My number one was the destination nowhere. You like that one? I just like the home alone connection, but I'm, I'm, well, that was cool too. I'm glad but. you caught, I'm glad you caught the, the destination unknown because I've never seen it. It, it didn't even say unknown. It said nowhere. Nowhere? Okay. Nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what. It's it's great. You got to see it. It's like real, like right as they're landing in Wichita and they announce over the intercom that um, the flight's canceled. Flight 909 is canceled. But before they even like switched over to canceled, it has a flight information on the back. It says 909 and it's got a time. And then it says destination nowhere, like right underneath. Nice. All right, so here we are. It's we're gonna do which character would you want it to play in plane trains and automobiles? There's only really two to choose from. No, no, no. There's so many extra there's, actors. See, thank you. I mean, yeah, there's extras, but like, there's only two really I, ones to choose from. I, I think Jack would have played a really good. Uh, what's his name? Doobie, the cab driver. Yes, Doobie. Wichita. I was, that, I, was like, I could see Jack being Doobie. Screw you guys. That's nope. And he like turns around and winks. <laughs> Doobie's cabiola. Jack's cabiola. That yeah. I'd play you could, a good. You I'd would play totally a good have a cab that would be dressed up, not like that, but I'd like in You play a good Doobie. You play a good Doobie. Well, who would you guys want to play? I think I want to play the the girl from the car rental. Just so you could say that? Yeah, well, yeah, but like she was just so happy and like, you know, whatever. And then she's sarcastic and I love it. You've and seen, she does it with a smile on her face. You've seen Ferris Bueller, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the secretary from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> one righteous dude. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Jack, who would you, who would you I'd take? I would take John Candy's character. You take I, Del? I could, oh, yeah. I could be Del all day. I, I could do that. See, I could see that. Yeah. You being Dell. I could have a blast doing that. You are pretty positive like that. Like always, everything's positive always. to you. I think it would be easier for me right now to play to play Neil Page. I don't know why. I just feel like sometimes like I can get a little cynical like him and just Yeah. Like on the verge of a snap. Yeah. Like any like, little thing. Like you just he seems very schedule oriented. And that's yeah. how I get sometimes. And it's just one of those things. But then, like you said, it's a polar opposite thing. It's Dell is this easy going. Okay, let's keep on going. And I think I would want to be more like Dell. But sometimes I feel like I'm more like Neil Page. But if I had I'm a, definitely Dell. Well, Jack is Dell unless we're on vacation. Then he's Neil Page because he's, he's got to do everything. Like, you know, he's got to set time for everything. He's got to be do, 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 That's do. not true. I don't oh want to set time. Goodness. I just I just hate sitting if in a hotel I, room or sitting no, on the I, couch. No, it's not about sitting in a hotel room. It's like we have, like, when we have a scheduled, like, a vacation with, like, me and you versus, like, my family. Like, if it's just, like, me and you. Like, Chicago, for example. I hate like, relaxing. We have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, right now. I hate relaxing. I'm on vacation. It's stupid. It's, We're on vacation to not relax. 
I gotta I went I'm with Jack on that one. Like hotels, I mean, hotels are cool, but I mean I'm never in a rush on vacation. Like I'm in a rush on my daily life. Like when I'm on vacation, I, of course I wanna do things, but at like a nice pace. No, we take hours to do stuff sometimes. That's when we're with my mom and it's just like a casual like we're just enjoying the time together, like blah, blah, blah. Because the only vacations that we've been on with like my mom and stuff where we're really sitting for long periods of time are Key West. But you got to remember, you guys weren't like offering any ideas of what to do. I don't know what to do in there. I know, but like you and your like, mom are the ones that know Key West. I know. And I gave you like a whole list of things we could do. And you're like, oh, I don't know whatever the group wants to do. And then we'd go sit by the pool because that's what the group wanted to do. Second one, Buffalo. Like they were cool with just hanging out at our house because they were here to see it. And then um, Salem, which I thought was, it was fun, but it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. So we kind of got everything done yeah. and kind of just sat there. But anyway, I digress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get into the rating system. So if it's your first time listening, I'll go back over all the rating system. We have burned the film. Horrible movie, not suitable for human or any living thing's eyes. One and done. Good movie. But would not watch it again. Rewatch would watch would watch the movie again if bored. Uh, favorite would watch it even if it were on cable TV. I'll throw it at a rewatch. Rewatch. Personally. I don't. I, I can't. I can't put it favorite movie. I can't put it all the way up. But I'd. I'd. I'd, I'd rewatch it. How do you feel about it, Marley? Mm, I think this is my favorite one we've done so far that I haven't picked. <laughs> really? This is the- yeah. This one I would watch even if it was on cable. She, I don't. She didn't watch Stephen King's It with me. I mean, I've seen that one before. Yeah, not everybody, fair. Everybody's seen that. One. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is my favorite one we've done so far. I would put it at favorite because I think this is definitely. I don't think Thanksgiving as I get older is like my new favorite holiday because all you got to do is cook dinner and you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. True. <laughs> so, I think this is definitely a must watch for every Thanksgiving. You know day season how do i say it every beginning of the holiday season kind of like horror movies and kick it off planes trains and automobiles yeah i wouldn't want to watch this before traveling but that's oh yeah no absolutely not (laughs) i would that's the time i'd rewatch it like oh we're going on a plane hold on i want to watch a movie real quick you watch this would you watch it on a plane absolutely 100 i would do that because the plane never crashed Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let's let it talk like that. I can't. I, I have oh, like sorry. <laughs> the worst fear of flying. So whenever you say like plane crash, it like, <laughs> even <laughs> though I'm not, on the, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, a, I'm not on the plane. Like still, it's like, oh my goodness. What, 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 what could I, what could have happened? <laughs> it's, it, it's weird. Like my, my youngest son and I, when we did fly, uh, last year we flew to Texas before we actually moved here. He he's like fear of flying, but we're so like I'm the dad, so I got to be like well, I'm I'm not afraid of flying. And he's like so like yeah yeah I can do anything. So he's also too right. like I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not afraid to fly. And then the window came into play, and then we like look at each other and be like you he was like oh, you want the window open? I'm like I don't care. You want the window open? He's like yeah let's nice. do it. Let's do it, but and then you'd be like, "Well, let's do it only halfway." And then we'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good." <laughs> Move it about halfway, and then we shut it real quick. And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's enough, that's enough. We're kind of tired. Let's watch." Too it. bright out here. Too bright yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like we're making all the excuses, even though we're like just sitting there crapping our pants, going, "Please, just <laughs> where we need to go. Please, right. that's where we need to go." But thank you guys for coming on. Did you guys? Always. Think, did you guys think of a Christmas movie yet? Because it is. That Can we just do a classic, a What's Christmas that? story? We could do that. I'm obsessed Dang with it. that movie. All right. All right. I have it on DVD. <laughs> I've never seen that movie all the way through. My really? Yes, you have. I have not. I fell asleep. It's on for 24 hours a day on Christmas, and I always get drunk. Oh my gosh! I'm <laughs> pinning him down and duct taping his eyes open for this. That's gonna be hard. So next month, come back and join us as we are doing a Christmas story, and it'll be my first time seeing it. <laughs> all the way through. All the way through. All the way through. through. Yes. All the way through. So. So this will be fun for us because we'll have to pick up on the little things. Uh, the yeah, I'm excited. And Jack is still just going to get the big picture. Yeah, uh, always. Of course. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for coming on once again. And remember to catch new episodes of Let's Talk With No Politics Okay, every Friday on the BICBP Radio Network. Uh, bonus episodes every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. And go check out the Let's Talk But No Politics OK YouTube channel and Facebook page for great content. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.